Welcome to MCU Fan Show. My name is Sean Gerber, and this episode, it is a really solemn occasion because, as I'm sure all of you are aware, Chadwick Boseman passed away on Friday, August 28th at the age of 43 after a four-year battle with colon cancer. And this is an unimaginable loss, of course, for his family, his friends, those who knew and loved him. And we wouldn't conflate our loss with theirs. At the same time, Chadwick Boseman meant a lot to a great many people and made a tremendous impact on the world and moved millions and millions of people all over the world through his work, through the light that he was able to shine in movies like 42 and, of course, Black Panther, as well as his other turns in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so for this episode, we are going to remember Chadwick Boseman. We are going to express our grief, of course, of this tremendous loss. And we are going to try and celebrate his life a little bit and share some of the positive memories that we have thanks to him. And for this episode, I am joined by my friends Maya and Robert. Maya, whom you just heard on episode uh, 170 of the podcast, and Maya, you got to share this great story last week on the show where you talked about your experience with the opening night of Black Panther and how much that film meant to you. And I know this is just a, an incredibly difficult moment. Um, absolutely. I don't think any of us could prepare for the news we got yesterday. And it's so heavy on my heart. Um, it's still a lot to process. Um, and just the nature of it, just knowing that he was silently struggling just to be able to keep like a hope alive within his fans, within everyone who looked up to him. And I mean, it's, it's such a great loss for all of us, but, you know, looking back on his life and his legacy, I, I think it's just so, it's so overwhelming to think that he was struggling with this for such a long time. And for the past four years, he had to, he really looked at all of these films with intention, knowing that his, his days may be numbered. Um, he, it just, it just shows that each film, he put so much into it and seeing him overcome his those personal battles but still be able to deliver on the big screen and empower us and give us the imagery that we needed to see and that inspired us all it's it's just so overwhelming to think about but also just a gift he gave us so much he he really set the bar in terms of what a, a superhero looked like in real life because on and off screen, he was he was battling to make sure that we had representation. We we had these empowering images. And for that, I am so grateful. Robert, you and I had a chance to talk about how much the movie meant to you on a Marvelous Moments episode on the Patreon, where we talked about the who are you scene from the very end of Black Panther. And just your thoughts today on on the loss of Chadwick Boseman. Well, you know, I feel like I've lost, you know, a hero because we finally get to see somebody like us on the screen taking the lead and taking charge. And uh, while it's devastating, still, I'm very proud thinking about what he had to go through to bring us, you know, bring us this this uh, this king, this hero, what he put himself through, you know, shows a lot of selflessness. He He put himself through a lot just to bring this to reality and uh yeah like i said while i'm you know it's hurt it hurts but still really proud of what he was able to do despite you know the odds against him yeah i think just hearing that this is something he was battling for four years and then you just do the math in your head and you think about he was diagnosed in 2016 so he had filmed Captain America Civil War. That was in 2015. But and I don't know when exactly in 2016 he was diagnosed, but you have perhaps the press tour of Civil War. 
but then filming Black Panther in 2017. And then throughout the course of 2017, then also a little bit of 2018, he's filming Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. And to just know that he was doing all of that, and then all the other work that comes with being an actor. There's making the movie, and then there's promoting the movie, which can often take just as much energy, if not more, to go through that whole process and go on these global press tours and sit through interviews and press conferences and all of that stuff. To know that he was fighting this battle, that he was suffering through this and, and fighting for his life while giving life to so many, while you know being an inspiration in people's lives. I mean, I already thought he was a hero because of the way that he was using his platform, the way that he was using his energy as, as having this role of Black Panther and just not so much focusing on promoting the movie because it's it's a movie that he's starring in or it's this it's this iconic role that he's playing, but it's the intent behind the movies and it's the intent behind the stories. And he's really serving the truth in all of that and promoting those ideals and standing for those principles and doing that in a very public way to lift other people up. And that in and of itself already makes him a king and a hero. But then you add in everything else that he was going through and that he didn't want to he didn't want to show that, you know, he was obviously a very private person. But at the same time, I think that's also him just wanting this to be a moment of celebration and and not so much turning the spotlight on himself, um, just right. really focusing on on other people and and you made a great point, Robert, uh, about Infinity War. I think you should definitely share. If you look back at Infinity War, you got when everybody's post snap, you got people. It, it kind of feels like everybody knows they're going. And uh, Chadwick, in particular, his scene. You know, he's telling Okoye, "Get you know, get up, General. This is no place to die." That's pretty much what he was going through in these last four years. He's going away. He's withering away, but he still finds the time and the strength to pick us up. He's picking up Okoye. And, you know, Chadwick's picking us up. He's worried about everybody else, not just himself, even though he's got all this going on around him. He still has the strength and the courage to lift everybody else up around him, even though, you know, he, he's he's fighting his own fight. Yeah, I think that's that's really beautiful. And that moment will mean so much more in that context. I think that's a, ter a tremendous observation and, and very powerful and very moving, just like a lot of the work that he did. And I think it's an interesting thing when we talk about you know, the idea of the loss of a celebrity. And because sometimes you think of it in the context of and and going back to that point, this is not the same as the loss experienced by those who knew and loved him, but it is still a loss. And you know, this has happened a few times in my life where there's been somebody who I didn't actually know. I met Chadwick Boseman once and another time briefly interacted with him. I wouldn't even qualify it as us actually meeting just a quick hello. But I would never say that I actually knew him. But even though even though I didn't per know him personally and, and you two didn't know him personally, and, and I'm sure most, if not all of the people listening, didn't really know him personally, you're still affected by it because this person affected you through the work that they put out there. And... In the case of Chadwick Boseman, I think that's why people are taking this loss. Uh, that's why it's so difficult. That's why it weighs on us so much. It's a reflection of the impact that he made. And I think it's a recognition that we all know the ways that we were personally or, or individually moved by him, but we can also see how everybody was moved by him. We see the videos of kids or the pictures of him visiting kids at, that St. Jude uh, shared as well as him visiting. And we just see the way that, and we know the way that Black Panther just impacted the world. I mean, we all remember the videos of people celebrating seeing Black Panther or getting invited to a screening, like or the kids dancing that they're going to get to go see Black Panther. Like we all saw those different things over the years of, of getting ready to go see this movie and in the wake of this movie. And I, I think it's just, there's a respect of of what he was able to accomplish. And there's just it's a rare thing when somebody is able to affect the world in the way that Chadwick Boseman did. And I know that's definitely something that uh, that I, I, I just keep going back to ever since discovering this news. And, and I'd imagine you are as well, Maya. 
Yes. Um, definitely, I keep going back to it because I think of just everything that his body of work meant to me. Um, he told, you know, he was the forefront of stories that are untold stories, but also stories that we needed to see. And I think about Black regality, Black royalty. And to be honest, like outside of coming to America and Michael Jackson's Remember the Time music video, that imagery I never experienced. Like that was a foreign concept to me, just to, to see us um, in such, held in such high regard. And we're not just products of our struggle or we're not just plagued with all of these challenges that now we're just kind of going through life trying to, to find our way. He provided us with that imagery that that made us feel empowered in our own skin. He allowed us to to feel confident in something that those like coming to America provided, you know, that that royalty aspect that I, you know, loved and admired, but something that Black Panther and specifically Chadwick Boseman's role was able to to show us what like innovation looked like when you bring all that together. What does you know, a te like technology advanced society look like with black leaders. Um, it was beautiful. And it was, and I, I mentioned my viewing experience opening night, we had so many people crying, so many people who just couldn't believe what they just experienced. It wasn't any average viewing. It right. was it was something that meant so much to everybody. And I, I think we felt what was happening. And even look at his other roles outside of uh, Black Panther, he he really committed himself to providing uh, stories that were meant to empower. I mean, the track record is immense. Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, James Brown, it's, mm -hmm. and even his role in The Five Bloods, Storm and Norman, it's every piece of those characters talk to us on such a personal level about social justice, about strength, about um, being able to unify people. And it's just a, a beautiful legacy he left behind. And it's, it's crazy to think that with the past four years of him knowing he was going through this struggle, um, that every set, um, every press, like he had to be so um, in like present, um, not knowing if his days were numbered. And it, it really shows why we loved his acting career and his body of work is because he was so present in those moments, not knowing if that was gonna be his last movie, not knowing um, you know, what his, his future held and just show how self-actualized he was. He was operating in a space where he, his, his purpose was to empower and uplift other people. And like Sean, you mentioned his work outside of his acting career, um, visiting children, mm -hmm. um, being very vocal in terms of, um, you know, human rights and social justice um, and giving other people a platform for change. Um, there's just absolutely nothing like it. And it's his impact on my life and those around me and all of everyone who, who has been able to experience um, his work is immense and just again, super grateful that I've been able to experience this. Yeah, and I think he, he focused so much on really telling his story and also sharing how other people lifted him up, you know, having this unknown benefactor in Denzel Washington, um, which is how Chadwick Boseman got to go to school you know, and going to Howard. So like just and I, and I think he's he dedicated so much of his life to paying that forward in that somebody Somebody made a path for him and he wants to make a path for so many other people. And I think he uh, I think he really did that. And I also think of in terms of legacy, it's it's just crazy. how Everything is really unraveling because I know Black is King just came out, you know, a few weeks ago and I on Disney Plus and I keep thinking like, wow, this would be really shocking if I didn't see Black Panther first. <laughs> like just the whole idea, just even making that statement, Black is King, it was just so like, wow, that's so powerful. But seeing Black Panther and how it began to normalize, how we are reshaping our image as a people within media, 
um, just shows that it's, you know, the work that he has dedicated himself is, is paid off. And, um, you know, we don't have him here, but his legacy lives on with all of us who's been able to, to, to watch and experience him. Maya pretty much knocked it out the park as usual. So <laughs> everything about, you know, like the Afrofuturism and everything like that, that that's so uplifting, you know, it's like, what, what would we be like if, if there wasn't any outside, you know, outside sort uh, influence, no, no colonizing, how would people be left to their own devices, left to their own uh, natural resources? How, how would an African country thrive? And, you know, Chadwick had a part in showing that, and that that's, you know, really uplifting to see. And like, like Maya was saying, it, all, all the work that he's done has been an inspiration to a lot of people. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't put it better myself. It really has. And when you think about his body of work, I mean, most of the work that we're talking about, I mean, he had a career prior to 42, but 42 was really where he got onto a lot more people's radar because he played the role of Jackie Robinson and he played that role so well. And that was when I first really became aware of Chadwick Boseman. I had actually seen him in other things. Like he made an appearance in the series uh, Justified, which is a favorite show of mine. But where I really stood up and took notice of him was in 2013 with 42. But then when you think about from that perspective, we're talking about somebody that we've a lot of people have only been aware of for seven years or fewer. And so that's, uh, you know, he his life was 43 years, but the career that most people know and, and think about and the impact that we're talking about today is from this seven year stretch. And it's I, I don't I'm hard pressed to think of anybody else who made that kind of impact in such a relatively short amount of time. And I think there's in some ways just when you're trying to look at something positive and trying to take solace in in a life that's been lost, as you think about the measure of a life. And, and this is very different. I mean, this is not the first time We've done a show where we're remembering somebody who's passed. A couple of years ago, we did a show when Stan Lee passed away. But it's such a different circumstance because Stan Lee went in the natural order of things. He lived a long, full life and he passed away as an old man. Chadwick Boseman was not an old man, he, but he still lived a full life. He didn't get the length of life that he should have. His life was inarguably and tragically cut short. But if you measure a life not in years, but in the impact a person makes. Chadwick Boseman's life was as full as anyone's. And, you know, he was able to do that, as I said, in, in such a short period of time. And I remember with 42, that was when it was when I saw that movie in 2013, where I just in typical MCU fan casting fashion went, oh, I think that guy's T'Challa. Like Black Panther's got to be something coming up soon. That guy is T'Challa. And I was blessed to be there on October 28th, 2014, when he was officially introduced as T'Challa during the El Capitan presentation where Kevin Feige announced the phase three slate. And they pulled that switcheroo where they said Captain America, the third one was going to be Serpent Society. And then at the end, they change it to Civil War. And here's Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans facing off. It's Iron Man versus Cap. How cool is this? And then uh, Robert Downey Jr. throws it to the screen and we see this concept art of Black Panther, because at that point, during that presentation, they had announced the Black Panther solo film. And then Downey throws it up to the art by Ryan Minerding of the Black Panther costume. And I'm thinking, and we're all thinking in the crowd, like that's the reveal, is that Black Panther is in this movie. But then Robert Downey Jr. says, introducing Black Panther himself, Mr. Chadwick Boseman, and everybody just loses it. And I'm like jumping up out of my seat because I was so excited that we were going to see this character finally in the MCU and that he was actually coming up relatively soon because we weren't going to have to wait all the way until Black Panther. He was going to be in Civil War, which was much, uh, much closer. But then it's also this guy who I thought was perfect for the role. And turns out he was. And that's not to brag about me being right. Anybody should have known that Chadwick Boseman was the right person. It was obvious that he was the guy to bring T'Challa to life. And I'm just so happy to have been there for that moment. And also just I, I did have the pleasure of, of getting a chance to meet him at the premiere of Star Wars, The Force Awakens, not e at a Star Wars event, not even a Marvel event. 
it was at the after party and I had a chance to just say hello to him and, and talk to him about how much I had loved 42 and get on up and how I was so happy that he was Black Panther because he was my top choice. And he was just very gracious and, and probably just hoping to end the conversation as quickly as possible with this weirdo who approached him. But just <laughs> he was very nice and just thanked me for, uh, you know, for showering him with praise. And then, you know, he was uh, did me another kindness in, in, in taking a picture with me. And I'll just always kind of remember that moment of, uh, you know, being able to, you know, tell him that I just I, I didn't get a chance to tell him how much I loved his work as Black Panther because I hadn't seen that yet. Um, but at least telling him uh, how much I enjoyed the work that he had already done and how excited I was about what he was going to do. And he exceeded every single one of my expectations. And I think just about everyone's expectations. And I, I can't imagine how the cast and, and Ryan Coogler must feel. I mean, as we're recording this, we haven't really seen a lot of them. Uh, we, we haven't really heard from a lot of them just yet. We've seen statements from Kevin Feige, and I don't call that out as a criticism. They don't owe us their grief. They are completely within their rights to to grieve privately. And but I think part of the reason why they're not speaking is there there are no words for this. And in one in my observation of that cast, I mean, I've been to a number of Marvel press events and all of these casts get along. As far as I know, everybody seems to like each other and, and have a good time being together. But you could tell there was it was it was very obvious that there was a a different type of bond between the cast of Black Panther with Chadwick, with Ryan Coogler as their director, but then with Chadwick and Lupita and Denai and Letitia and Michael B. Jordan, you could just tell this was a tight knit group that had really bonded. And I think they bonded because they knew that they were having an opportunity to do something special. And maybe there was uh, I'm sure there was a lot of pressure that came with that because there is the pressure of expectation. And, you know, knowing that they had maybe achieved something like I'll never forget. And I don't think anyone will like it's because you didn't even have to be there in Hall H in 2017 because the video went viral. The reaction of that cast to seeing some of the first footage from Black Panther, the deny wig throw and everything. And just I mean, the crowd was just lifted out of their seats by that footage and just seeing how much just seeing the way they reacted to seeing what they had achieved because you you go and you make a movie and you might think it's good but until you see how your director and your editor and everybody are cutting it together as an actor you, you don't know and to see their reaction to it was uh was really special and and i i know i think it was something you could tell not just from being in the same room for certain press events i'm sure the, the two of you picked up on that as well, just how close this group was. Right. Yeah, like like that scene alone, that, that fight scene alone tells you like how strong this dude was to deal with all that and put in the work to do something like that is pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah and I've been watching a lot of videos, um, interviews, um, him talking about just the the, the cast and um, it was a Trevor Noah interview and he was just talking about how, you know, like great King, like being able to portray this King was all about uh, disseminating responsibility. And, you know, we've seen a ton of Kings um, throughout <laughs> um, film and we've seen a lot of great Kings, but I think what was so beautiful about Black Panther is, you know, it wasn't all about him. He made sure that, other people played their part and whatever they specialized in that was leverage. And that's why that, that assembly was an ensemble was so powerful. And I just, it's just so tough. Just, just knowing what, you know, that whole cast is going through right now, because like you said that they were, they were so close and you can tell. And I'm, I'm just so, just thankful to be able to at least witness that in my lifetime because I, um, I've been watching um, all these different like theater reactions as well and just being fueled by, uh, you can tell that Chadwick was fueled by how he was affecting other people's lives. So there's a few interviews that I was watching where he was saying like, yeah, he knew that, you know, first black superhero, the comics, it was a lot of significance and the whole cast kind of bonded on knowing what could be, but, um, and someone shared this in the discord, it was a really moving um, video of, there were two children who were terminally ill and with cancer. 
and how, you know, they were fighting um, to stay alive just so they can watch Black Panther. And, oh my goodness. And so he got really choked up describing that experience, but it tells how personal he took. Right. Um, what other, how other people were experiencing, viewing um, the, the art that he had a hand in creating. He took it very personally. And I remember in the Trevor Noah interview, he was asking, um, he, he put a lot of emphasis on how other people were um, interpreting it. He wanted to make sure that was representative of um, African culture and just all the work that he put in with his dialect coach and things like that, he really cared what other people, um, what people were getting out of the film. And, you know, it's very easy for an actor to just say like, okay, let me look, know my lines, let me, you know, try to live out the vision of the director. But he really took that, that piece um, of him impacting other people's lives and what the audience was going to get out of it really personal. And I thought, that was the reason, you know, why he's one of the big reasons why he's such an amazing hero. Um, and I, I just, it's just amazing to see him care so much. Yeah. I think like his impact was, was amazing because I remember when I first saw infinity war leaving the theater when, you know, everybody's shook mm-hmm. and you see two blonde hair, blue eyed little white kids got all their black Panther gear on and they're just freaking balling. And I'm like, right. man, <laughs> Oh man. This dude, you know, that kind of impact, you, you know, not, not just for young black kids, but everybody to see that kind of hero, just, it meant for everybody. So, you know, seeing that, that, that shows me how much, you know, charisma this dude had on screen mm-hmm. to, to affect these kids like that, that shows you how, what kind of dude, you know, Chadwick was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember um, um, a few years at South by Southwest, Spike Lee was talking about, um, how Chadwick's portrayal of Black Panther and just honestly that whole film, um, it it was groundbreaking for a lot of films because it gave Black stories a global audience, right. which in a lot of Black films aren't even invested in because the idea of not being able to put that in international markets. But Black Panther was able to to do that and create all this, this hope, like a universal appreciation for the story, for this character, no matter what your background is. Um, And I think that, you know, we talk about his legacy, it's, it's on so many different fronts. And I think being able to attract a larger audience um, to, to these types of stories was definitely a part of his legacy. Right. And introduce some, some more culture into people's lives, you know, uh, mm-hmm. culture a lot of people don't get to see. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Right. Well, and also just the way it celebrated black excellence in mm-hmm. that so many stories when people associate movies and shows around black men and women, it's often stories that that focus on the the way that they've been oppressed and it's not to say that those stories don't need to be told but there's also black stories can still be celebratory and that's what black panther was and it it still acknowledges in very powerful ways that systemic oppression is a thing that exists but even in the face of that you know, there is there is excellence here and everybody has a chance to shine and and really in Black Panther, that was one of the things that struck me so much about the film is it's called Black Panther and Chadwick Boseman is the star of the film. He's playing the title character, but there's plenty of time for everybody to all the major characters to have a say and to have a real voice and not just not just serving the main character's plot and, and what he wants and what he's thinking about, but when you have characters like Nakia and Okoye and Shuri, and they all have their own thoughts, they all have their own approach to everything that's happening and their own perspective on the things that are happening, and they get to voice that in a way that's given just as much weight as everything that uh, that T'Challa is saying, and even perspectives, of course, of an antagonist like Killmonger or, um, or M'Baku, played by Winston Duke. And the way Winston Duke becomes a breakout star from being... Uh, a, a guy who was in that role uh, initially introduced, of course, he changes as the story goes on, but like the third tier antagonist, because you've already got Killmonger, you've got Claw, and then you've got M'Baku as well. 
But everybody's getting this chance and this opportunity to shine in this story, and they all get the spotlight. And not that Chadwick Boseman wrote Black Panther. It was written by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole. But that's also just, I think, a sign of his lack of ego and that him understanding, like, I, I don't think he had to be forced to share the spotlight. I don't think this was a scenario where they had to tell where anybody had to tell him, even though it, you're playing the character who's, you know, who the movie's named after everybody's getting the spotlight. I'm sure I'm 100 percent sure that that was something that he was all about and wanting to take that wanting to take that opportunity to allow everybody to have a chance to have their voice. And because I think what Chadwick was also very aware of is that while he's offering representation, it's not just him doing it. And one person can't be representative of an entire culture or an entire race. That's not the way that it actually works. And so everybody, I think Chadwick was aware of how important it was for everybody to have that opportunity. And that's part of what made Black Panther so special is that, yeah, it's him, it's T'Challa and it's his story, but it's a lot of other people's story too. And that gives so many more people an opportunity to see a bit of themselves somewhere on that screen in that film. Like everybody, everybody front to back is great in that movie. You, you know, we've all seen comic book movies where they, they have some people that ain't that great, but like that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's part of Chadwick, right? He, he's lifting everybody else up. Just like we talked about earlier, he's lifting everybody else up. He's sharing the spotlight and that's why they got that SAG award, right? They, they got right. Like the best, best cast, you know, cause mm -hmm. a guy like that, can step back and let everybody else shine. Yeah. I'm also thinking about just the the impact on like being able to showcase the diaspora. I, I feel like there's not a lot of like films that focus on unity of people, um, black people all across the globe. And I think just with the whole narrative between T'Challa, Killmonger, like being able to realize like, you know, we're, we're all affected by some of the, the uh, colonialism and um, just like tragedies that so many people face globally. So when I, when I mentioned like being able to attract that global audience, it's, it's definitely something that people from all across the world can, can understand. We're not just, um, you know, we're just not one type of people we are, we have different cultures, we have different worldviews. Um, and I think um, seeing Chadwick like amplify that message um, and showing that you know, we're, we don't live in a silo. Um, we, we have so many different um, like complexities to our people um, and showing that fluid diaspora, he was really hitting that, that point home as well um, because a lot of a lot of us thought that this was, you know, just a story for like black Americans, but it extended to, even though it was set in Africa, but it was relevant on so many different levels. And just, I definitely felt like he did a, a lot. And you can tell he did a lot of research. He, he's always spoken that he had a passion for history and being able to teach us some of those different underlying things from that went into crafting the film and his portrayal of Black Panther was also um, very educational and, and gave us a better understanding of what the, the film was trying to accomplish. You could tell that it always meant a lot to him and you could tell by the, the amount of effort that he was putting in. And we didn't even know how much effort he was putting in. Like we, we were aware based on what we already knew, but there's a completely different lens through which you view other things. Like you go back to interviews about you know, the what's, famous for superhero roles is, of course, the workout regimen to be in superhero shape for these films. I mean, you always have to do there's a certain amount of physicality in, in any acting role. But when you're playing a superhero, there's a, an extra set of expectations that come with how you're going to look. And to know that he's not only doing what he's doing on set, but he's also he's got to film his scenes and then go work out for a couple hours every day. And, you know, while he's dealing with this and it just shows the level of energy and how much he was, how much of him, how much of himself he was willing to pour into every ounce of this intellectually, physically, spiritually. He was just all in for his audience while understanding what it would mean to them. And it's been one of the greatest things about Black Panther since 
Well, since the character debuted in Civil War and then which elevated the profile of the character. So, yes, with Stanley and Jack Kirby uh, co-creating the character, you know, it, he's been around for decades, but certainly the the mainstream awareness of the character was elevated by the Marvel Cinematic Universe and seeing the way that's allowed more kids to see themselves as a superhero and all the kids in costumes. And when I say that, I'm not just talking about dressing up as Black Panther. I'm talking about dressing up as Nakia, as Okoye, as, you know, a little Dora Mila little group of the Dora Milaje. Like we've seen all of these beautiful things. And I, I think it shows you the power of that. And it's easy for someone who looks like me as a white guy to take that for granted because almost everybody looks like me in the movies that I've been watching, particularly within the superhero space. But when you see the effect of something like Black Panther and you see it carrying forward, like even Simu Liu, who's now starring in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, he tweeted out last night of just being saying that he to be perfectly clear, talking about how Chadwick Boseman opened the door for him, you know, with everything that happened with Black Panther, because there is the there are very necessary and not to be dismissed social reasons for saying that, yes, representation, inclusion, these things matter and they can't just be. They can't just be buzzwords that you say to feel good about yourself and act like you you stand for the right things. But if you really mean it and if the studios that have the power over this, if they really mean it. There are a lot of great things that can be truly accomplished. And I think with with Black Panther and the success of that film, you see that, yes, there's a social there are social reasons for this that are that are necessary. But also, by the way, it's just good business. It's good business to show to have a franchise, to have a set of franchises as the MCU is that are actually a much better reflection of the global audience that views them. And you have to break a lot of myths, like you mentioned, Maya, the idea that a film with a predominantly black cast is not going to play internationally. Well, I don't know. All I do know is that Black Panther, in his very first standalone film, made more money globally than any Batman, Spider-Man or Iron Man standalone film ever made. It's the highest grossing solo superhero film of all time. The only ones above that are all Avengers films. And the two highest grossing of those Avengers films also feature Black Panther. So there's a lot of for studios who are who are trying to profit off of this like it. The business is there, but that's because this is what the audience wants, because it actually means something to them. Right. I don't. I don't think those movies would have made as much if you didn't introduce Black Panther into the scene anyway. I, I think Honestly. you're. I think you're absolutely right. With with Avengers: Infinity War, it was palpable. You could feel the momentum that Black Panther started in 2018, and I, I think there's plenty of evidence for that. But one of the the biggest moments for me is seeing Infinity War on opening night. And what happens when we get that first cut to Wakanda and that Ludwig Göransson's score, uh, that Black Panther theme just pops up and everybody loses it. Why? Because they loved Black Panther. And for a lot of the audience there, Black Panther was a huge part of why they cared about Infinity War in the first place. There's no doubt that the box office proves it, that the audience for the MCU grew significantly in 2018. There was a big leap in the in the Marvel audience. And I think a lot of that leap, most of that surge in in MCU fans came from Black Panther. Absolutely. It's a phenomenal success story, and I'm so happy that it, it was recognized in so many wonderful ways. I mean, seven Oscar nominations, three victories should have won Best Picture, but I digress. So it's when you look at just how successful the film was, but that's where, you know, you look at awards, you look at the SAG award, you look at the Oscar nominations and all those things are nice and they can be validating in some way, but ultimately it's about the impact the film makes. And there's no film from 2018 that made a bigger impact than black Panther, as far as how culturally, culturally relevant it was and still is. And it's something that people keep going back to. And I think part of the reason people, go back to it is just the valuable lessons that are in there. I mean, the whole theme of am I my brother's keeper, as Ryan Coogler kept talking about, and as he put beautifully in this film and, and Chadwick Boseman playing that out along with all of these other characters. And it's such an interesting thing for a character in their first film to have something where it, it's one thing to give somebody obvious flaws like Tony Stark had, 
But it's another thing to have a character really have to be introspective and think about things that were a set of values they had that they actually felt really good about and having to revisit that and having to question that. You know, the the tradition of Wakanda of not necessarily being their brother's keeper and just worrying about themselves and don't let the world know what we have because then they'll destroy it. We found that we've created this utopian society for ourselves and we need to keep this whole. And that's the and there's an argument to be made for that. There is an argument to be made for that. And we understand why that's the tradition. But then Nakia is putting that is the one putting that idea into Chala's mind in the first place of, hey, maybe that's not the best idea. And T'Challa then learns other lessons. He learns about the failures of his own father. And then, and, and of course, there's a, it's constructed in a way, it's not like T'Chaka is just all wrong all the time, but there was some, there was a critical moment where he was wrong about something. And T'Challa learns a lesson from that and even takes a lesson from his antagonist in Killmonger. Killmonger wasn't right about everything, but he was right about some things. He was right about a problem that existed that, T'Challa and Wakanda needed to deal with because it's that lesson that when we know that there's something that's wrong out there, it's incumbent upon all of us to do to say and do something about it. And that's certainly something that is critical now. I mean, it's always critical, but it's certainly something that we think about a lot right now. And for that to be this enduring message and almost this rallying cry for people in, in times when they need it most is such a beautiful thing and an enduring thing about Black Panther. Right. Absolutely. I And I think that's why I, I thought it was interesting how everyone is rallying around this title of king. Everyone who's been paying tribute to mm-hmm. Chadwick have been you know, acknowledging him as a king. And I think like the same reasons that you're just mentioning in his whole like like the idea of him, you know, he has this leadership, he has this responsibility, but he's constantly going after what he knows is the right thing to do. And it's, it's funny, a bunch of Americans talking about a king. We live in a democracy. So right. but I think what is so attractive about that title and what, what he is representing in that role is that he's showing us, like, what are those, those attributes of, um, like, a good person? Like, you can, you know, you can call it a king, but it's really, um, you know, something that you think is really coming from inside of you and how you, you know, use your light to affect the you know, the lives of others. So I, I really love the fact that we are acknowledging him as a king um, because not only do we see that in his roles, whether it be Black Panther, 42, um, you know, not, but we see that it's like he's embodying it in his his real life as well because he's been taking those themes that we, we know and loved and rallied behind. Um, and it's a part of his brand now. Like he... Um, he was able to to speak to students at Howard University on purpose and a lot of the things that we're just talking about that made him, um, that made his character so great. Like, how do we find purpose in our lives, uh, meaning? How do we go after relentlessly our goals? And I just think that that his embodiment of a king, um, we're all recognizing it because, and like rallying behind that word, because that's what he represents to all of us. And just anointing him as a king, it's just really symbolic of we see him as a leader and mm-hmm. and and we always will. And I think that's his legacy is that Chadwick Boseman was a king and he played one, too, is kind of the way that that he's being viewed. And rightfully so, because he did lead the way when we talk about sharing his light with us. It's sharing that light and shining it forward so we can see and, and we can see our own path forward and. And he did such a great job of of using his voice to amplify other voices. And the last time we ever heard from him publicly, his last social media post was when Kamala Harris was chosen as Joe Biden's running mate to be the vice presidential nominee and encouraging people to vote. So his the last thing he asked of us was to for somebody who used his voice for so much good in the world. The last thing he asked of us was to use our voices. And I, I think there's something really, really beautiful about that. And I don't know what he, I, I don't know what his mindset was when he shared that. I don't know how much he knew about how much time he had left or anything. But on some level, I, I have to imagine that as somebody who maybe was aware that 
even if not knowing exactly how limited his time was of knowing, as you said, Maya, that his time may be limited and, and maybe his his time, his window was closing to just encourage people to, again, use their voice and and how much good can be done when you use your voice and you do it in the right way. And I, I think there's something very poetic and, and just very strong, very beautiful and moving about that. Uh, you guys help me out here. It's an Indian proverb. Blessed is he who plants a tree he doesn't receive shade from. That's Chadwick Boseman, the embodiment. Chadwick Boseman. That's it right there. He he didn't have any time promised him, and what he did with his time is unheard of. And I hope that I can even do a fraction of what he did in his four years. And I hope everybody takes a lesson from that. And moving forward, we can we can have that kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he squeezed so much out of the the last four years. He's you know, the, I, I feel like it's very intentional on the roles that he pursued. And I mean, I think the last thing I saw from him was the five bloods and even that role was like, and then Spike Lee has been posting a lot of the clips from that film. It's just prolific and just, wow. It is, it, it's just so, it speaks to your soul. And I like, I'm all right there with you, Robert. It's, it's, like I said, he's self-actualized and being able to learn from him through his art um, and through his works outside of his art um, is, is just been an honor. And I think, you know, it's, it's very, it's a heavy weight on us. Like it's, it's so hard to grasp this quite honestly, but I think what is a comforting thought for me is knowing how we can keep him alive through, um, you know, taking the baton and trying to amplify his message um, to others. Like, you know, we're fans, you know, his legacy is always gonna live on, but there's gonna be something special about um, us taking up the causes. And I, I really love that uh, James Gunn mentioned that. He said he was going through his Twitter feed and he got to learn about the causes that Chadwick really loved. And I'm thinking of like Sean mentioning, like being able, like voting and, being active in, you know, the the, the welfare of our country, um, I think it's it's something that we can all strive to be, and this is how we keep him alive and we keep him um, close to our hearts. Because honestly, his the impact that he has made, well, it really speaks for itself. I'm thinking even generations to come, like you said, the first superhero movie, standalone superhero movie to make over a billion dollars. Um, he's etched in history. He's made his way. But in terms of like following his footsteps, that's what's going to be even more powerful than him just resting in history books. Yeah. And I think that's where when you're trying to look at the things you can do to honor someone's life and honor someone's legacy, because I think it's only natural to think about all the things we're not going to see from Chadwick Boseman. And that is part of what makes this so sad is he was a remarkably talented performer, and we got to see some unbelievable performances from him that were just astounding and and that we've absolutely loved and will continue to love. But it's hard not to think about what you're not going to see. You know, he's he has uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom as as the a movie for Netflix that's coming out uh, that he did with Viola Davis that's coming out later this year. But then after that, you know, because I don't think that he's I, there's nothing else that he's already filmed. So that's going to be the last time we see him in a brand new role. And so to think about all the things we won't see, you know, the and I'm not just talking about future appearances in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There is that. But there's also all the other roles that he would have played. We were talking before we recorded and I'm just thinking, well, eventually he was going to win an Oscar for something. I don't know for what. Maybe not for Black Panther, because the Academy doesn't really nominate lead acting performances very often in the superhero space. But he would have I mean, he could have earned a nomination in that even if he didn't get a a victory. But eventually he would have won for something. But it's not just about the awards. It's just that as a symbol of the quality of work that he would have kept putting out because he invested so much of himself into the roles that he took and the characters that he played and, and brought to life. And just to think of those things not happening that we're not going to see after this next and and last film, we're not going to see Chadwick Boseman in a brand new film again. It's very sad to think about. And it's very sad to think about 
outside of his movies. I mean, I, I do hope as a Marvel fan, Black Panther 2 is not even in the equation of what we worry about right now, but I do have one hope in that we know that we know Chadwick Boseman was announced for What If, and we know that T'Challa is kind of playing a version of Star-Lord based on the clips in that. I don't know if he recorded that or not, but I really hope he did, just so we, we could hear his voice one last time. Um, is what I'm I so yeah is what I really hope we get to do, and and if that doesn't work out, then then of course then it doesn't. But it is really sad to think about losing him. But even more important than not seeing him on screen and not hearing him in an animated show or anything like that is just not seeing him on his platform anymore um, and not seeing him just continue to to speak and, and educate us uh, and enlighten us from his platform anymore. Uh, it's very sad to think about that. At the same time, you just try to find strength in knowing he can't speak with us anymore. We're, we're not going to hear him say anything that we haven't already heard him say, but we can still go back into the things he has shared with us. And there can still be, a, we can re revisit the way he's enlightened us in the past and we can find even new perspective, even in things he's already said. Because certainly in knowing in knowing now what he was going through while he shared many of those things, that sheds new light on on that. And it, and it does give us the gift of new perspective. So there's still so much there for us to learn from Chadwick Boseman and carry forward in those lessons. And it's not hard to really figure out what he was trying to say, what he stood for. And I think the things he was saying and the things he stood for are things that are worth standing up for. And so we all have the opportunity to do that. Um, and that's uh, as good of a way as we can possibly honor him as fans is to is to not only say how much his work impacted us, but to show us through our own actions um, as we apply those lessons. Absolutely. And in terms of just going back to um, watching his previous things with new perspective, I, I haven't been able to get the courage to watch Black Panther since the news, but I've been, I went back to Endgame and just seeing him be the first to walk out that portal. Right. Yeah. Is just chilling. I had goosebumps and, you know, I'm, I'm so excited that I'd be, I, again, all everything that he was able to give us is a gift and just being able to like, just show gratitude and what we have. That's the only thing we can do. And just, I'm really excited to be able to go back kind of just with like this new perspective and just soak in everything that he was he was trying to tell us mm -hmm. that we, you know with with fresh eyes so i think that would be something that would just something i, I can't wait to do and will will really help in this in this time of grieving yeah it was no accident that the first people we see coming out of a portal are t'challa shuri and okoye and I think the beauty of that is the recognition of the, the power of these characters, the value of these characters, and for the audience who loves them. But also, I, I think just the fact that it is those three people together and, and sharing, because that's the whole idea. It's, it's sharing. Here's a, a spotlight with this portal, and here it is being shared. Even Black Panther's return is a shared moment with Shuri and Okoye to show that our way forward is together and to have that kind of be Captain America and Black Panther locking eyes from, you know, one era of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to this new era that we were uh, and still are transitioning into. And it is sad to know that that Chadwick's not going to be a part of that the way that we thought he was going to. But the power of that moment and all those other moments that Chadwick gave us in the MCU, all of that is still real. And all of that still happened and it will be it will continue to be a source of joy and inspiration to go back to those moments over and over and over again. And thanks to him, we will always have them. It's sad that we won't get any more of them from him, but he's already given us uh, more than anyone could ever expect out of out of one person's life. I think what you mentioned about the like him looking towards Cap in that last scene, but I, I keep thinking of how like. I know with like space things, timelines are kind of unknown there, but like the fact that we have such like a, a character set in a very old time frame, mm -hmm. um, and then looking towards T'Challa, Shuri, 
in a Koye, and it, it, it's almost like the, the past is looking at the future in terms of what we're, uh, what it represents and like kind of like an older time period to now, okay, this is where we, this is where we've arrived to, and this right. is where we're going. So, I mean, yeah, bringing that up, I, I didn't even really think about that is just that, that nod to each other just shows that journey and how far we've come, not only in terms of the MCU, um, in terms of all the time periods it's covered, but, um, you know, as a people and, you know, what we've experienced on screen. I think that's very well said, Maya. And I feel like we could keep going on and, and sharing more stories and memories of Chadwick Boseman. And I know that we will in the future because his impact was so great that it's not going to be a thing that we that we ever really stop talking about. But I think we've done our best, but it's also just very difficult to put all of this into words because all of these emotions are still are still very raw. And, you know, it's still just coming to terms with the reality of this situation. And I, I just I hope that I know for me, I, I hope with Chadwick being an inspiration to people, you know, we, t we talk about all the different ways people have been inspired, but also, you know, what took his life and what cut his life short was cancer. And, you know, so many people are, are of course, talking about, you know, getting screened for colon cancer and and maintaining your health. Although even for Chadwick, when he was diagnosed with this, I mean, a lot of times they're not. He was diagnosed in his 30s, which is not when, you know, he was still he was not quite 40 when he was diagnosed. So that's even before a lot of people even before doctors even start checking people for those things. And so there's a certain amount of just tragic misfortune that that comes that, that was obviously at play here. But what I hope is another way of, of inspiration, though, is just not so much not just people getting checked on and, and maintaining their health as best they can, but also the fight. You know, there are so many people who have cancer now who are going to be who are going to be diagnosed with cancer. And I hope that's one last source of inspiration that he gets to be for people is, you know, or just another way in which he'll get to inspire people is those who are fighting to know that this guy fought hard and and we never even knew it. You know, he fought hard and he gave so much of himself and he still gave so much of himself to the world while he was doing that. So anybody who is challenged, whether it's cancer or some other illness or condition that you feel is limiting you and is making you feel like maybe your time on this earth, uh, it, it could be limited, that you still have power and you still have so much more that you can give to this world. Chadwick Boseman found his way to keep giving of himself to this world. And hopefully everybody else uh, who is faced with similar challenges can take some inspiration from that. And that's just another another superpower that we found out that Chadwick Boseman had that we just didn't know about before. So um, any final thoughts, uh, not final forever, but final for this show, uh, Robert, on on the loss of Chadwick Boseman? Well, just like I said earlier, it's 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 a crushing blow. But at the same time, you know, I have uh, a lot of pride in how he he uh, handled his fight and I'm appreciative of what he did and, you know, directly and indirectly, like for, for me personally and directly, you know, my love of black Panther, you know, uh, exponentially gave my love for the MCU and I found you guys. So here I am on a discord. If that wasn't for that movie and Chadwick Boseman, I wouldn't be here. So that's, that's something I'm really appreciative of. Yeah. Retweet everything Robert said. Like he's like Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman has. There's so many different things that I've learned. Things that like conversations that I've started. People that I've met that just flat out wouldn't have happened without his body of work being an inspiration for for so many things. Um, it's easy to look at it as a loss, um, but I'm trying to change my mindset to think of it as a gift um, and just be more and more appreciative of what he was able to, to give and accomplish and just being able to, you know, take the baton and, you know, my, my small level of influence and try to emulate him. I think that's the Russo brothers and their posts are saying, you know, honor him by, and I forget directly the quote by, by emulating him. He was, he was such a great person that it's worth emulating 
and trying to, to be like him. Um, and we know that, and it's something else he's taught us is we all operate in our own lanes of influence as we saw as the, the ensemble with his own team and like finding our lane for us to, to make change um, is, is something that I would, when I think of him is what I, what I will always think about. So, um, I mean, this is, thanks Sean for giving opportunity for us to, to talk about this. And I think this has been very comforting to be able to just speak, speak over um, this point in time um, and kind of just find some comfort in, in the memories and, and the lessons that his life has brought us. Well, that's beautifully said. And, and thank you both, Robert and Maya, for joining me for this conversation. This, this is, these are not easy conversations to have. This is not an easy time. And so I appreciate the two of you being willing to come on here and just share your feelings in, in such a difficult moment with this loss of Chadwick Boseman. And for all of you listening, I hope that you were able to maybe find some comfort or really just sharing in the grief um, of, of this loss that we're all experiencing right now. Uh, but thank you very much for listening and feel free to reach out and share your feelings with us. We're at MCU Fan Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can email fanshowpodcast at gmail.com with your own memories of Chadwick Boseman and some of your favorite moments. And maybe we'll have some opportunities in the future to share some of those things from you, our listeners on the show, because I know all of you care about Chadwick Boseman a tremendous amount, just like uh, we did. But as you said, Maya, there is uh, there is a loss that's been suffered here, but there was also a gift that we were all given, uh, and that gift was Chadwick Boseman, and we were very, very fortunate to be blessed with his light uh, in the work that he gave us. But that is where we will wrap up this edition of the MCU Fan Show. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Sean Gerber. Take care, take care of each other, and we'll see you next time. You're Bombay. <laughs> <laughs>